0: Hello everybody and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh and today I'm going to be talking about The Golden Enclaves by Naomi Novik. So let's build the magic of books. I'm going gonna, gonna to try and keep this a little bit non-spoilery for a bit. This was an excellent book. It was an amazing landing. I loved the decisions that Naomi Novik made. I think I had a couple minor gripes and maybe we'll talk about those later. But on the whole, this was beautiful. It fit well in with the beginning of the, the series, the first book. And as a book on its own, I think it stood strong as well. Obviously, it's not going to stand as well on its own because you'd be missing the first two books context. And that's a really big part of this. But it was a good book if, on its own if you had the context. And I think it stands uh, alone well. But the characters, I think, had some really good growth. This was an interesting book because our characters have really kind of they're at the end of their journey for us. So we're not going to get it. We're not getting a ton of growth out of our characters, but we are seeing the decisions they make, the, the things they, they do. I felt like her atmosphere, her, the sense of where I kind of was, was really good. Her sense of emotion, her sense of feelings. I liked that of a lot. Her writing, of course, is always excellent. And I, I liked how she kind of tied everything back in as she kept things moving. And there was never any... The, the writing was really helpful because even when Elle is super depressed in this book, because you know if you know where you left off at the last book, you know why, but the book never makes you feel depressed it just shows how kind of despondent L is and just kind of breezes through that, which is is good and bad, right? It keeps us engaged and moving, but we don't maybe get as much into L, but then we do at other places. So I really thought that was very nice. And this book, you know... I, I read half of it in as fast as I could and I had to put it down, go to sleep. And then the next day I, I, you know, I grabbed it and I read the next half and I really just could not put it down. It was just so intense. And so like, what's going to happen next? Where are they going to go? How are they going to solve this? You know, of course I was wondering what is going to happen to Orion. And now we know. And that's just such a, there's so much. In here, that's just like, wow, these are all revelations that we're really seeing. And it's like, oh, yeah, but I could totally see, you know, how this was kind of being set up in the first book and in the second book. And, and there's really clues. And I don't know if I'm going to read it right away again, but I really wonder if there are any hints it, when you're reading the first book and the second book to see, like, oh, yeah, this is where this was. And this is how this is. And so I'm really, I'm kind of interested to know that. And then I also have some questions about uh, Ryan, you know, but we'll get to that in a second. So I did really like it. I mean, we're only uh, three minutes in, but I feel like we're just going to have to go to spoilers, of course, and just let's get it out there. Let's talk about the plot a little bit, and then we'll just give a really rough summary. And then we'll go back and talk about all of our characters and all the exciting things and the interesting things. So, El has gotten out of the Scholomance. She pops back at home. She immediately tries to rescue Orion, and she can't. She tries multiple spells. She's trying to find him. You know, her mom's taking care of her, and her mom's just happy she's home. She can't do it. She hears about Enclaves being attacked again, that the London branch is in trouble, and so she goes, you know, she willingly goes over there and helps them out, and kills a out, which is awesome, just the way she kills it. She's just like, you're already dead. You're dead. And then it just, like, melts away and dies. Just... Super cleanly and no, hardly any mana. So just pretty amazing. But so she goes, she helps out there. She kind of gets embroiled in this stuff. And then she learns that there's another one that's being attacked. So she goes over there and helps them out. And all this time, she's trying to figure out how to get to Orion. Then she meets Orion's mom, who is a pure maleficer who is kind of evil and scary and very, very powerful. Did I mention that? Uh, it hits you over the head really hard. She's like, she's so powerful. She could wipe me out without even trying. And you kind of learn that she didn't do it for the power. She did it just to study it. And it's like, oh, that's kind of weird. We'll, okay, sorry, we'll talk about her more. So she's able to go into the school and the school is a ghost town. There's nothing there. No mouths, no nothing. And guess what? Who it is? Oh, it's Orion. He's there. He's just fine, but he's not himself. Well, he's not just fine. Physically, he's fine. There's no wounds. He's not hurt, but mentally he He's obviously not there. He only, you know, stay five feet away from Elle. She takes him back. She goes to her mom. Her mom's like, okay, we're going to try this. They go to this super secret deep part of the forest and they call on some, you know, another witch's kind of like legacy. And then they give him hope. That's what she says. Her mom's like, yeah, El's mom says, we gave him hope, but I couldn't fix what it is, because he is... I, I just couldn't believe it. Let's just going to spoil it here. Orion is a Maw mouth, basically. That's why he has no mana control, because when he takes the mana share and it flows all the way to him, because he is hunger. He cannot not be hungry. So he just takes, 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 and then they had to feed it to him the other way, right? So that's why he's so good at killing mouths, because he was kind of built that way. His mom built him that way, which is just crazy. So sorry. They save Orion, then Orion goes back to be with his mom or his family he's going to be used as a trap to kill a bunch of other enclavers they go to war they're kind of fighting over the skolmat school area and then you know, like oh my gosh i really do have to kill orion but then she ends up saving him and they you know start fixing things so much so happy and let's talk about this let's talk about the first thing we learned not the first thing we learned but uh, that mom outs are because of enclavers that all maleficaria all the bad creatures are because people cheat and use malia a little bit then it goes gross and a little bit more and it grows and it creates mal uh, male- maleficaria. Sorry that's such a tough word to say. So I was like okay this is cool like I think we kind of knew that but like now it's actually hitting home like anytime you cheat in magic you're creating a monster to kill you. And when they build these big enclaves they have to cheat a lot and they do that by getting a pure mana sorcerer and they create him they, they turn him into a mawmouth, mouth and it's like okay you guys this is a bad I, I just that's so crazy. it was so crazy but I, I did call it that the mawmouths mouths were somehow related to the uh enclaves I didn't know how but I called that they were related because I was like you know she attacked this one she killed this mawmouth, mouth and then this one started having troubles and she killed this one and this one started having troubles you know I just I could kind of figure something was going on with the mawmouths, mouths and so I, I'm glad I figured that out beforehand but then when the reveal actually hits it's like oh my gosh that's even even worse they have to do it willingly. And whoever created that that stupid enclave spell was like, oh, by the way, you have to keep it a secret and you can't tell people. And if somebody tries to spread the word, you have to shut it down. That's like, man, that's a very intense enclave spell that you have to be a party to and to sign on before you can get it. And you have to charge high rates for it. And so it's like, because you charge a high rate, and then they get it, they're like, oh, crap, well, we already paid this much. We have to use it, even though you don't technically have to. But it's that, that sunk cost fallacy. They're like, oh, I want to keep, I have to keep using it. I already put in this much. I can't stop now and cut my losses, when it, in reality, it would be better. And so all these mom mouths are going around, and they're just like, oh, was so crazy. So cool. And so let's talk about, I mean, let's just keep talking about this stuff. And Elle reunites with her, her dad's side of the family, because the prophecy was only half Fake, and that was—I mean, that's like right after we learn about all the mom mouth stuff, and she's like, "Oh, I go around killing mom mouths." And when I kill a mouth, I had to bring destruction to an enclave because it no longer has that foundation in the void. You know, how many people have I killed by killing a mouth? And it's like, well, stop thinking like that. At first I fell. You were saving people killing that mouth. You didn't know that a mouth was a creation of an enclave. And even if you had, like, that was just a bad decision. They should have been working on other things. Like, there are other ways to do that. So, but she reunites with her mom's family or dad's side of the family. Or dad's or grandma's like, this was the only way I could twist the future to make it so you'd come back to us and like so that we could like Talk and reunite. Any other thing I did, you'd either go with Ophelia, the the master maleficer, right, or you'd go on your own thing, and neither of those options were good. And so I'm sorry that we had to basically demon ostracize you the whole time. And you know they get they they kind of restart rebuilding their relationship, and it's just awesome, right? And so I would I want to talk about let's we're gonna shift gears a little bit here. Let's talk about her character work here because like I said earlier, the characters are pretty much grown up. They're all done. Well, not they're not grown up. Let's be honest here. They're still you know, senior age, but they are pretty much at the end of their arcs and yet we're still able to find so much growth and potential and we see them continue to grow and kind of change and like we really really can feel the wo- her phrasing and her word and this goes back to her writing as well is so skillful like the first books you feel Orion like a person like he's a normal kid and then in this book whenever she's describing Orion she's using the same kind of terminology she'd use for a mom mouth because that's what he is and he's kind of embraced it and lost hope and just been like you know this is what I am can't change anything thing I'm just uh gonna eat and eat and eat and kill everybody and I can't stop it because that's what I am. And the way he he like slimes up to things. It's like that's what the worst case you gotta use is that like even though he's using his physical body and like his things, like it's just the emotion and the descriptions behind it really give you this sense of wrongness and of offness. So I love that. And I loved just L being like, okay, I've gotta do this, I'm gonna do this, and being like, Okay, I could accept Lizelle's offer, and let her work with me for the Golden Sutras, and we'd put up way more enclaves than I'd ever be able to put up on my own, and we'd have it running and working. But she's like, I just can't accept that, though. This is not... My vision for this. And so I'm going to have to say no. And I love that she, you know, she still was able to put her foot down and be like, you know, I see that this is maybe like the best rational course of action, but this is not the best course of action for me. And that's going to tie in with like the one thing about this book that I really was just having a hard time with is the the first and only uh, that's one of two, I think, like minor, well, okay, there's more than two, but there's the first minor sex scene and it's all nondescript and that's fine. I just really never had any inkling of Elle even being open to, uh, a game relationship or a gay encounter like that. Like, it didn't bother me when I was reading it. It wasn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is in the book. It's so bad. It's just like, it felt like out of nowhere personally. Like, she's going through this really traumatic time and then feels more like Lizelle was trying to take advantage and be like, oh, I can do this and that'll make you feel better and maybe bring us a little closer together for my own ends. I just... That didn't really vibe with me. So I mean, and if you cut that, I don't think you're going to lose anything. So that would be mine is cut that. But then it was all good. So let's move on. Let's go let's just go straight to the end and talk about this final fight. They are trying to say the enclaves are getting ready to go to war over the Skolomat school, whether they keep it or don't keep it. And Ophelia has brought Orion in to be her trump card and just go kill all the other enclavers. And she's like, I love the scene because the whole scene leading up to this, the whole chapter going up to this, you're like, Orion oh, has to be killed. Like Ella's is coming to this thing. Like I have to kill Orion. I'm the only one who can kill Mawmouths. I have to kill him but I don't want to kill him, but I have to because I have to save these other enclaves, and he wants to die because he's not happy. He's not himself. He's a mouth, right? He can't really be this human boy anyway that he wants to be, and so they're getting ready, and she's going up to kill him, and she's casting her shield spell and he's breaking in, and she's like, you know what? I actually have the golden sutras, and I can rebuild his foundation so it's not on a mouth, just like I rebuilt these other foundations, and she does it, and then everybody starts running together because, you know, this is high, high class magic. Everything getting destroyed around him and so they all kind of join in and they're like you have to stay and be whole and ah, just beautiful and then and then it changes and he's able to be himself and he's going to be the Man's guard because he's still got Mouth capabilities because and i love the way that the belief works with the mundanes and the and the magic where if you believe you could do something enough, you can do it. But if you have somebody who really firmly believes you can't do it, that, you know, disbelief trumps real belief. And now you can't do it anymore. But he's just like, I've always been able to pull mana out of things, you know, so of course I can do it still. And just there's like rock hard confidence on there. It's just like, yeah, I love you. You're so awesome. And Elle's going around and she's like, I'm gonna I'll replace anybody's uh, foundation, you know, for free You just have to supply the mana And, you know, let the people who supply the mana Live there, and uh, I'm just gonna keep going Around, and they're trying to spread the word about the Mawmouths, and she's like, you know, so now I uh, I find a Mawmouth, and I put them On the line, I'm like, hey, you know, that dark Maleficer, which they're still propping up I love that they're still propping up the idea of this dark Maleficer going around attacking Enclaves, and she's just like, hey, oh, that dark Maleficer Was spotted near your area, ooh Like, get ready for an attack Or like, do you want us to replace your thing so he can't get to it And then she kills The, the mom Mouth And it's like Ha ha You did it Like Ah eh, so good Just the, her plan And her goal And Orion Everybody kind of Being happy I mean, it's a happy ending, and it's a good happy ending, though. Sometimes with a happy ending, you feel like, oh, maybe it wasn't as deserved, or it wasn't as, like, worked for, but this one was definitely deserved, and definitely worked for, and definitely struggled, and, you know, up until, like, the last second of the last chapter, you're thinking, oh, maybe they're not going to get this happy ending. Maybe she will have to kill him. So, all in all, a great book. I love the way she's able to write. I don't know how much she had written from the first to the third, right, when she published the first one, but I love that the first one ends on starts on, you know, I had decided I had to kill Ryan Lake. And And then in the third one, you know, right before our our huge climax or during our huge climax, she's like, I have, she had decided again, I have to kill Orion Lake. And so it was just this beautiful symmetry and I love that scene. So that's going to be everything I have to talk about. Well, there's so much more I could be talking about, but I don't want to just keep going on and on about everything. So yeah, just go read it. If you haven't, you'll like it. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to me talk about it. And thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, things I should read, you can send that to libromancypod email.com. You know, please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast from. That really helps out. And remember to build up the magic of books.